So let's just pray together. Our great and generous God, be with us now. May your generosity surround us. May your generosity be upon us. May your generous Holy Spirit open our minds and our hearts to hear your word for today. We pray this in your holy name. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. Now we're in our fourth week in our series on generosity. We've looked at how our God is a generous God. We've looked at how we live generously. And last week we looked at how we worship generously. This week we're going to look at how we give generously. Many of you have probably heard over the years some pretty bad messages about financial giving in churches. I know in the ministry team meeting we talked about this, that we've had some good ones, we've had some bad ones. And you know what? One of the biggest turnoffs people actually say about the church is they're always wanting my money. Well, that may be true or it may be false. What I want us to do is not to focus on money, not to focus on finances, but I want to focus on our heart when we give. You know, I, I remember that, you know, in our church, we haven't really spent very long on talking about money at all, have we? We, we don't have a stewardship campaign every year. We don't do these things. You know, and some pastors that I know, and we've had conversations about this, they often say they're not doing their job unless they talk about money every week. So we're going to try and find a middle ground between money all the time and not talking about money. We're going to talk about how financial giving is actually really coming from our heart position, not from our wallet. It's from a position of faith. It's from a position of generosity and not from a position of scarcity. So the question I want to ask you is who should give when we're talking about the church? Who should give within the church? Well, let me say all believers should give to the church. It's not something that unbelievers should actually go and do. They may, if they feel so led and so moved to give, but all believers should give to the church. Giving is a privilege it is a responsibility of those who have received the gift that God has given us, which is eternal life. It's not actually something that an unbeliever actually should be doing. Because you don't want unbelievers thinking that if they give money, they will earn some merit with God because they gave money. Now, it kind of, you know... the. To give you a little history of the Protestant church, one of the things that caused the church to split originally from the Catholic church into the Protestant church was a thing called indulgences. And indulgences were when rich people paid the church money to cut years off purgatory. And purgatory is that space between heaven and hell and um, where you would go if you were a sinner. And if you had enough money, you could buy your way out of purgatory. And it made the church really rich because a lot of people did really bad things and wanted to get out of the, the sense of getting out of that punishment. But they thought they could buy their way into salvation, and that is not true. 
You cannot buy your way into salvation. Salvation is through Christ alone. It's not through the money that you give to the church. So it's really important that believers give because they are believers and they believe in God and they want to see God doing amazing things through what they give to the church to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. It is not for unbelievers to buy their way into some kind of grace that God can give them. God gives grace to all people. The thing I need to also say is if you're a believer and you resent giving, then it actually talks more about your heart position than it does about anything else, doesn't it? If you resent giving, then it then you're not giving a thanks offering to God. You know, our, our offering that we have, the thing that we give, really should be an offering of thanks to God. And a person who's outside of out of the faith, out of a believer, really can't give proper thanks because they haven't received. That. So giving is for believers. And it should be done by all believers. Poor Christians, rich Christians and everybody in between should all give to the Lord. Now the thing is that we need to, for us as believers, we need to put a couple of things. We need to make sure that we don't give for the wrong motives and that we give for the right ones. So let me just give you a quick list of things that are wrong motives that we shouldn't give because of this. We shouldn't give out of pride. Uh, we, we shouldn't give when people, you know, for people to see that we've given, you know, and giving a sense of pride that, hey, look at me, I've given this. And aren't I great that I've given all this big money? You know, we shouldn't give for that kind of reason. That's, it's not to boost our pride. It's for God. It's for the work of God. We shouldn't give out of guilt, you know. We, you shouldn't give out of guilt that you've got money and that you feel that you've got too much money and you need to give it away. That's the wrong motive because you're feeling guilty that you have money and you just got to give it out. That's the wrong motive for giving. We shouldn't give out of greed. We shouldn't be going, I, I want to, you know, I'm going to give this to God and God's going to bless me tenfold. You know, that's, that's because you want something and that's a sense of greed and we shouldn't give out of that. And we shouldn't give out of pressure, you know, pressure from people, from churches, from fundraising organisations. We shouldn't do it because uh, giving under compulsion is, is not what God wants us to do. God wants you to be a cheerful giver, somebody that gives openly and honestly from their heart, not from the compulsion that somebody says, you have to do this. And we shouldn't give because of gimmicks. You know, and the gimmicks I kind of say, you know, you know, if you give X number of dollars to the church, you'll get the book from the pastor. Or you give X number of dollars, you'll get this prayer shawl that brother such and such has worn and specially blessed for you. You know, that is a gimmick. That is not what we should be doing to give to God, to honour God as a thanks offering to God. Because they're all from the wrong motives. The right motives that we should be giving is because God has first given to us. God has given us everything. Let's just jump into James chapter 1, verse 17. And it says this, Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father. So God has given us, who created all things, all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. God has given us amazing all the things in front of us. He's given us Jesus Christ and what Christ did for us. 
God has given us everything, gives us abundantly to us. And our response should be giving generously back to him. And we should give because God wants you to, you know, because you want to actually please God. Out of a response of God's grace to us, you want to please God, you want to do things. You know, Jesus said, where your treasure is, there also your heart is. So if your treasure is wrapped up in money, then that's where your heart is and you don't, you're not giving from that. If you're concerned, concerned with the things of God and you want to see God's will exercised in the world, then you, then you want to invest in the work in God. If you want God to be your master, then, then you can't serve money and God. A generous giving actually loosens the grasp of money upon your heart and needing to hang on to that. As we've said before, everyone gives. Everyone gives something. But not everyone is generous when they give. Just because you give doesn't make you a generous person. Giving and being generous are two different things. So, so what I want to do is talk about how we can give generously. I want to give you three ways that work together to build your generosity in giving. Three specific ways, and we're going to look at some scripture passages that show us this, three specific ways that we can give that will help build our generosity. And the first is this. We need to learn to give spontaneously. When a need arises, give. When a need becomes apparent in front of you, give. And that's, that's, that's an act of generosity. When you see something, give when it's needed. So let's just jump to the scripture. We're going to jump into Luke's gospel and and Luke chapter 10, verses uh, 30 to 35. And you may know this story. Um, It's the story of the Good Samaritan. And and Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up and left him half dead beside the road. By chance a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant um, walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed on by on the other side. Can you see what's happening? Seeing a need and what's happening. Are are they giving generously and spontaneously in that situation, in that moment? Have anything from themselves? And the answer is no, they're not. They're moving away. They're moving away from that. Then a despised Samaritan came along. And when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. You know, and, and, and spontaneous giving, giving spontaneously, really has a heart of compassion, doesn't it, from it? You, you see a need and you feel for it and you want to help within that need. And, that's giving, and that, that giving spontaneously comes out of that. And he felt compassion for him. And going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. And then put the man on his own donkey and took him into an inn where he took care of him. And then the next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, giving spontaneously of money as well as time and energy and goods that he's got, telling him, take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I will pay you the next time I'm here. Isn't that amazing? That is spontaneous giving and giving because the need was there. 
You know, when we see a need, we need to be able to give to that need. We give to causes. You know, as Australians, we're actually really good at this. As Australians, we're really good. We see a need and we give generously to those needs. You know, we give to things that come up every so often. You know, earthquakes, fires, people in needs, you know. Um, but, you know, giving spontaneously to the needs that arise around us, if that's the only time you do it, then you're missing out because you're just giving in small doses every so often. You're limiting your generosity if that's the only kind of giving that you do. But it's an important aspect of giving. You know, when we hear these causes and needs, we need to understand that God talks to our hearts about these things. And God moves our hearts to give to a cause. You know, that one-off donation of your time, your energy, your money, God moves in your heart so that you may give. But as I said, if that's the only thing that you give to, if that's the only way you give, spontaneously when a need arises and it comes up there, you know, you can be really good at spontaneous giving and you can hold all your money back because you don't ever look for any needs. And so you go, oh, I'll give spontaneously when a need arises, but I never look for them. So you can keep it. Can you see what happens if you don't look for where a need is? You don't see where God's pushing you? See, spontaneous giving is a part of the three ways to give. And the second one is this, is to give strategically. To give strategically and to give regularly. Strategically and regularly. So we've got giving spontaneously and then we have giving strategically. Let, let, me, let me share with you a scripture for reading from Isaiah 32 verse 8. But generous people plan to do what is generous and they stand firm in their generosity. I, I love that, don't you? Generous people plan to do what is, what is generous. You know, they actually plan to be generous. They plan on what they're going to give, what they're going to do. They figure out what needs to be done and they do it. And they stand by it. Have you ever wished that you could give more? Well, the answer is you can, if you plan to do it. Everyone can plan. Everybody can get and have a giving plan. But the problem is most people don't make a very good giving plan. Everybody can. Now, let's see what Scripture says about giving regularly, a giving plan the way we give and the way we can give strategically two things. So thinking that they will make a difference. It will be something God is blessing. And if we jump to 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 1 and 2, it says this. Now regarding your question about the money being collected for God's people in Jerusalem, so they're taking up an offering for, for the church in Jerusalem. You should follow the same procedure I gave to the church in Galatia. On the first day of each week, you should, put, you should each put aside a portion of the money you have earned. Don't wait until I get there and then try to collect it all at once. It's strategic, it is often, 
It is doing it in those small portions that make a difference. You know, the thing is, everybody plans to consume. Everybody plans to spend their money. You know, you, you want a new phone, you want a new house, you want a new car, you want the thing. You know, you plan, you organise, you save and you get up or you put yourself on a you know, credit card play, payment plan or whatever it is, but you plan to spend. You've figured it out how to do it. We can organise ourselves to consume. We don't necessarily organise ourselves to give generously and give strategically and to give regularly. Giving of your first fruits is an important aspect of giving to God. And that's the strategic giving of the first thing. You know, the, the reason why um, you're saying giving on the first day of the week is, is, is that's the first call on the money. It's the first call of, of what you have earned. It's not the last, it's the first. So you put aside the first bit for God, not the last bit for God. So if you, if you, in order to be generous in, in our giving, we actually need to plan to give and give strategically and give of the first fruits, not the leftovers. And it's, it really comes down to your heart position. If you resent giving, you will resent giving of the first fruits and you resent giving regularly and you resent giving strategically because your heart is not for God's kingdom. We need to change from being a spiritual consumer into a spiritual contributor, a contributor for what God is doing. Now, it's amazing what God will do with you and with the first fruits that you give. It's not about what you get out of it. It's not the prosperity that you may get out of it. Remember, that's the wrong motive. It's about what God is working within you spiritually and physically and emotionally and, and that he will bless the ministry that you are supporting through this giving. And we give because of what Jesus has done, what Jesus has given, and we give strategically. You know, generous people plan to be generous. So, so we, need to, we need to give spontaneously. We need to give strategically. And thirdly, we need to give sacrificially. And I want to share with you a story that really emphasises this sacrificial nature of giving what it actually means. And it comes from Mark's Gospel, chapter 12, verses 41 through to 44. Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched the crowds uh, drop in their money and many rich people put in large amounts of money. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called the disciples to him and said, I, I tell you the truth. This poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions. For they gave a tiny part of their surplus, the leftover, the extra part, the last parts. She, poor as she is, has given everything she has to live on. You know, this is giving sacrificially. Notice one thing here, and it's actually a really important thing. Jesus actually didn't stop this woman from giving. He let her give. See, part of being a generous giver is giving sacrificially. It's actually making a sacrifice of what you have for others. Now, I, I remember hearing um, and it was a, a story uh, told by a businessman, an Australian businessman, uh, very, very wealthy, 
very well-to-do Christian, um, and he goes, you know, for, for, for me, giving, you know, $100,000 was not an issue. You know, giving money was never an issue, and it was easy to do. You know, we, we earned millions, and it was just easy, you know, give it and make no difference. Until one day I realised that, that that giving actually made no spiritual impact in me. It made no difference in my life. It made no call on me to step up and really believe God can do amazing things. Yes, I could give large amounts of money, but it didn't make a difference to me. What he then said is, I need to learn to give until the point it makes a difference in my life. It actually causes me to have to change my pattern of behaviour. That is sacrificial giving. I, I need to give enough that it makes a difference. That if I choose to do something for myself or I choose to give to God, it's about a sacrifice. It doesn't matter whether it is a big amount of money or a small. All things are there. But what Jesus was saying was that the woman gave and it was a sacrifice. She gave so that the message of God she gave because she wanted to give an offering of thanks to God. She gave sacrificially. So to grow in generosity, to grow in giving generously, we need to give spontaneously, we need to give strategically, and we need to give sacrificially. We need to put all those things together. That will build your generosity in giving. Give so it actually makes a difference in your life. Give regularly. Give to causes that come up. Don't stand back from them, but give to things that God is leading you to. You know, money is a difficult thing to talk about, but money is important because money will help the church to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. It's what we use to help the ministries that we do happen. So what are we going to do as a church? What are we going to do about giving? Now, I want, I want to change some of our patterns of behaviour. I want to change what we do and why we do it. You know, when we have a, an offering within the church, we bring it around and some of us feel um, awkward because we may have given electronically or, or, or you know, um, or have given elsewhere or, or some are putting money in or they've forgotten or they don't have any cash on it. We, we're changing how we do this. We don't want people to be seen as you know, lesser than when passing around the, the bucket. We want to change some procedures. We want to change the nature of what we do. So when we come into church, what I want us to do is I want us to give of our first fruits. We want to give of the first thing. So when we come into worship, instead of us passing the bucket around during the middle of worship and stopping the flow of what worship is happening, what I want us to do is bring in and sacrificially offer our offering as we come into worship. We'll actually have the offering buckets out and we'll do this from next week because you now we're in the middle of the well, our, our service now. But in the middle of next week, starting next week, we'll actually have our offering buckets out at the table as you come in. Come and bring your offering and place it there as a first fruits offering to God for a thanksgiving offering to God. 
It doesn't become, you know, an offering, you know, that's after the message and if I like the message, I'll give a little bit more. If I didn't like it, I won't give anything, you know, that kind of thing. You know, it's, it's not a give and take kind of thing um, because God can do amazing things. It also means that we give in private. It also means that whether we give electronically or we give in cash, it doesn't matter because we're giving as, as a first fruit offering. We don't want to ask for money in worship. We want to come to worship and worship. We don't want to come and raise funds. We want to come and worship God. Let that be the central focus of who we are. If we're going to ask for an offering in worship, it's going to be a special, spontaneous thing for something extra, something above than our regular giving. So I want us to actually change our heart position. I want us to be more open, more honest, more giving. I want us to be offering of our first fruits in a symbolic and meaningful way, but in a way that will let you enter into this moment of worship as well. Now, if you happen to forget, you can always give it at the end, but we want to actually encourage you to do it at the beginning as a first fruits offering. So let's just pray because God speaks through his scripture. God speaks through the words that come. And God speaks through and can reach people with his gracious love. But it can't happen unless we tell one another. So let's just pray together for God's graciousness, God's generous offering upon our lives. Our loving, gracious God, we just give you thanks today. We give you thanks that you can challenge us about our finances, about our money and about our heart when we give. Help us to be generous. Help us to be sacrificial. Help us to be strategic. Help us to be spontaneous in our giving. Help us to give with the right motives that we want to honour and we want to bless. That we want to give a thanks offering back to God. That we want God to to be there and be honoured in all the things that we do. Help us to give of our first fruits, not of our leftovers. This is in our lives in our love, in our energy, and in our finances. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen.